Hey everyone, welcome to the Sliving with Sickle Cell podcast. My name is Barbara Biosa and I am a sickle cell warrior, CEO and fashion designer of luxury women's wear clothing brand Dimabai and founder of the Gideon's Treasure Foundation and I am your host today. From the Queen Paris Hilton, sliving means slaying and living your best life. We all deserve to do this. I'm here to bring you all the fabulous tales, the struggles and the triumphs of living with sickle cell anemia and running a business with a disability. There has been many highs and many lows, but I think it's important to share your stories and journey. We will be discussing some important topics and inviting some amazing guest speakers to share their experiences and their journey. This podcast is dedicated to help spread awareness of sickle cell anemia, uplift and build a community of ambitious people who may have a physical or emotional challenges that make being an entrepreneur or following your dreams that much harder. Hey everyone, today we have a very special guest. Can you tell? (laughs) This is a special edition called Sister Special and we have Justina Biosa, my fabulous, gorgeous sister, who has been my support system for my entire life. And she's incredible. She's an actress, she's a model, and she's a singer. And I don't know if you heard the beautiful entrance song that we have, Raw, which is her incredible single. Thank you for joining me. Of course, I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) So let's get down. Yes, I'm living on sickle cell. (laughs) Okay, so, I always get people to start by telling us a bit about your background and upbringing so we can have a little insight into like, you know, who you are and what you're about. <laughs> uh, yeah, so background, um, I have the same parents as Barbara. <laughs> um, we have Nigerian parents who grew up in North London. And literally, I think, I believe I was six, um, I watched a Bollywood movie and they were singing and dancing around and they had the jewelry, the nose rings and, and the glam, the makeup. And I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I've literally been the same since. Um, yeah. I grew up in North London. I've lived in Los Angeles before. I want to go back. Um, yeah, and I work in the entertainment industry and I love yeah, it. Yeah, and she's <laughs> really amazing. Oh, I paid her to say this. And, and then, <laughs> so our first main um, question would be like, what was it like as a child and teenager growing up with a sibling with sickle cell? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was it was so strange because it was like, I think it came out of nowhere. I think you didn't start going to the hospital until you're like four or five. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I think that was like, oh, okay. But then I was really young, so I didn't really like understand it. Um, I remember it wasn't until I was in primary school, I believe, and I saw a book about sickle cell and it was really intense um, when I read it and I started crying and I told my teacher, my sister has sickle cell. And then everyone in the class like felt sorry for me because I think it said it was like some really horrible statistic about like 
saw yeah. yeah, like how long a sickle cell person would like, live. It was uh, 21. Yeah. And I saw the same book or a book that had it yeah. when I was in secondary school and it was like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just like really, really traumatized. Um, and, the you know, the teachers did everything to comfort me. And then, um, you know, they kind of called my mom like mm. to, you know you know, oh, you know, we're so sorry. You know, Justina was really upset today because she, you know, read the book about the condition that your other daughter has. And, you know, my mom being an African mom was kind of just like, you know, this is what you called me to the school for, like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. And then when I got home, my mom, you know, was just like, oh, don't listen to all of that stuff. Um, that's not going to happen. Um, she said it was such faith that I actually believed it. And, you know, I still believe it, so... Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you have been like my number one fan, my support mm. system from day one. I remember like how much you pushed me so I could be stronger. And that was yeah. the main thing. Like, even though like sometimes when you have a health condition, you can be kind of sheltered or like wrapped up in like cotton wool or something. But I love um, with you, it's like, obviously you are very caring. You're always the one that's always with me in hospital. Um, she's always staying over on the uncomfortable <laughs> chairs, even now when I'm an adult. <laughs> she's like, you can't um, go home. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to go home. <laughs> and, um, but what I love is that the strength that she had was never just allowing me to fall sorry for myself. And I think that's so important because you don't want to, um, growing up and when you have so much I guess potential. Sometimes it's good to have that person in your corner who knows that you can do more. And I, that's what I've always loved is like, you're always like, you can do it. And like, you know, <laughs> so um, explain how you were able to be so strong all the time from my point of view. Cause I just felt like she's just so strong. Oh. Nothing really affects her. Like she's like, and it really inspired me to be stronger and like yeah. a tougher person. Yeah, I think for me, I have this kind of like, tough love mentality. And I think, I think I got it from my mom and like my brother. Um, we grew up with the same, in the same household and same parents, but we grew up completely differently. Um, you know, she grew up having a condition. So my mom was like, very like light and <laughs> soft. Uh, and I grew up, you know, running from the broom. So <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was that, that, thing that like built it was like you know dragged into the kitchen you know kicking and screaming at 11 you're Nigerian you must learn how to cook and I don't know do you still know how to cook or not uh, no, I'm just kidding um yeah so I just had this kind of you know it was just it was it was it was tough but I, I really loved it because it built the tough skin that I had yeah. and so when going to school knowing that you had like this mom who taught you like, don't let anybody mess with you and, you know, stick up for yourself kind of thing. I had that mindset. So when I saw that my sister was like slightly soft, you know, I was kind of just like every, I would notice everyone in the house was like, oh, delicate flower. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, delicate flower, but outside in the real world, no one's going to care. Like you don't look like mm. you have a disability. So no one's going to be soft around you and treat you like flat, treat you like a flower. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of made sure that she, you know, had this like tough persona, like, 
you know, like you stick up for yourself. If someone says something to you or pushes you, you push back, you, you don't take it. And, um, yeah, I kind of just started that. I remember when we was in secondary school and, you know, I I would see you like tearing up or or, like something. And I was just like, no, (laughs) Beosas don't cry. Um, but it, it turned you into a beast. Yeah. Like, and I take full credit for this. Um, now it's like, yeah. Rah. Now you can't, like, I can't even, I try. And she's like, ah, and I'm like, I made you calm down. Um, no, but um, yeah, it's just, I really, I loved that. Cause it was like coming out of your shock. Cause it was already in you. But I think even with the way that you were brought up, you were even terrified, can I do things with my condition? Yeah. And so my job as the big sister was to be like, you can do anything Mm. with your condition. You can do what I do. You can stop the bullies. You can be a boss. You can be aggressive. If people are being aggressive back to you, you can command a room and yeah. And I love that. And it's so true. There were so many pivotal moments in growing up where, it changed how I see life. And I think if I hadn't been pushed, it probably, I would have probably not been living the full life that I live now. Cause I live a very, I would say I live life to the fullest. Definitely. And it's very like having somebody growing up and showing that, yeah, it, there's triggers and there's limits, but you're you're not res- fully restricted and you can still live a full life. I remember um, when we went to Greece um, I think I was like 18 it was like a girl's trip and so before that and I'm gonna go deep into like the triggers and stuff like that in another pod, pod, um, episode called listen to your body but like one of the things was I was always afraid of swimming and the mm. water and particularly when I was in London so I remember that I remember some random trip we went to Waterman on the Nays <laughs> gosh and it was like we were really young because I remember looking yeah. at the pictures we were really young and I remember I don't know if it was like something small like 18 degrees or something yeah. it was really cold windy the ridiculous got, British weather yeah and I got a crisis after that and then the same when I was in year five which I think you're around 10 years old again swimming lessons I could never really participate because I would always get a crisis it was the water wasn't warm enough the um, the surroundings weren't warm enough so like every time it was always crisis so I remember going to Greece at 18 and it being like super hot like I think it was like 30 degrees it was very hot yeah in Greece. it was great and we got a tan in like five seconds yeah of being outside so it was really hot and then we finally we went to some water park and I remember everyone was like in their bikinis and I also wore my bikini because it was warm but I was so afraid to go to the water because I was like oh no every experience I've had with water up until that time was bad like I'd end up in crisis so I was so afraid and I was just like I'm just gonna sit on the side while you guys are all having fun and I remember her being like, no, it's like the water's warm. Like yeah. she went inside, she's like, the warm, I think your body can handle it. I think like um, the reason why it was so bad was because London is cold and the cold environment. And just having that push changed a lot because now I travel, I go to hot countries, I'm able to go to the water, I'm able to enjoy these things. Yeah. Like, like everyone else gets to enjoy. And I love going to the beach. And that's something that I think if I had so much fear or I didn't have somebody who could just like, push me and say, you know, you know, you can try it. Either way, I know like if I did get a crisis, she'll be the one there Mm. um, looking after me. So in that sense, it was like, I'm so happy because I would have missed out if I never tried that, that experience. 
and I had a great time. I went to the water park. Yeah. It was so much fun. I realized <laughs> that I could actually go to water and it yeah. wasn't like my crisis wasn't triggered by water itself. It was more cold water. Yeah. And then that opened so many opportunities for me to like, okay, I can go on holiday. I can, if it, as long as it's really warm and the water's warm, I can have like a normal life, normal life like everybody else. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just stuff like that has been like really like pivotal f- for me. Yeah. Yeah. So get um, you a sister that's going to kick you into the hot water <laughs> in Greece. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So do you remember what are some of the challenges that you personally face? Um, like having a sister with sickle cell or just growing up in the environment that we grew up in? Yeah, you know, um, obviously there's, you know, different kinds of conditions. There's, you know, there's people that um, have a very severe sickle cell. They're in hospital um, quite frequent. Yeah. Um, Praise God. That's not my sister. Um, I've never really, it's never really been difficult for me, I would say. Um, because your condition to me is not a burden. It's not, you're not a burden to me. Um, I would say the only times is probably like, you know, when like she comes out of hospital so she can't do any chores. (laughs) So you have to do all her chores, like the dishes and take out the trash. (laughs) And you're just like, when are you gonna get better? Justina, ladies and gentlemen, just yeah. <laughs> I'm just like God. Please remove her sickle cell so I don't have to do all the chores by myself. No, I'm just kidding. No there. <laughs> so for the Gideon's Treasure Foundation, you created the Living with Sickle Cell short film. You managed everything from the casting to everything, and it was absolutely incredible. Um, so tell us about the process. Um, yes. Yeah, so you know as an actress I've always been a writer as well I think I started writing scripts when I was 12 so writing has always been such um a passion Mm -hmm. of mine creating your own work telling stories and so um when you organized the and created the foundation and you wanted to do the gala I was like oh my gosh um this would be a great way for my production companies called Justina Productions ah. to get involved mm-hmm. and to, um, you know, do something. Yeah. Um, so I decided to write a short film called Living With Sickle Cell. I casted for it, hired a DP um, and yeah, got to work, um, had actors audition. It was such a fun process. Like as an actor, I love, you know, the opportunity to always audition for a project, but this was so different. It was me, you know, seeing actors auditioning. So that was really, really great. Um, Once we had it cast, um, I think I had like, two days to film it and, and, and get it done. Um, and I just, you know, I wear many hats, you know, actress, singer, model, dancer used to, um, writer. (laughs) And so it was, you know, time to put on the director hat and the Mm -hmm. producer hat. And I just got to work and it was, it was so nice and just so natural. And, um, I loved the casting crew. Um, and it was really funny because, I wanted to be just a director, producer and writer on the project. Um, I ended up being an actor uh, <laughs> yeah, because 
the one of the characters uh, didn't show and I happened to fit the demographic. Um, so I, you know, and it was at that, like close to the end of the shooting day. So that was really funny. And I was just like, you know, you're thinking all these things. Oh my God, I have to step in. Like, do I know the lines? And then I'm like, wait, I wrote, I wrote it. it. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that was really, really great. Um, and, you know, we've been submitting it to festivals and stuff. So, you know, we'll see. It's it's just a documentary shining a light on sickle cell, the different aspects. And yeah. this is from hearing not only stories, but living and, and seeing things mm -hmm. that have played out, you know, whether you're going to the hospital or you yeah. have a job or, you know, you're in school um, and what the condition can do for you. So it's, it was definitely, it was great to, you know, tell the story and, and shine the light. So hopefully um, the short film gets to a lot of places yeah. and, you know, people get to see it and yeah. It was really amazing. Like I loved it. Like from seeing her like working that day and getting everything together. And then like when it finally launched at the Gideon's Treasure Gala um, for fashion, London Fashion Week, it was so amazing. And um, I'm just so excited for it to be um, showcased other places yeah. so you guys could eventually see it because it really showed really important parts of living with sickle cell, like like she mentioned, the hospital and everything. Mm. And yeah, it was it was just amazing. And it's, it's such a blessing to have a sister who's also very creative. Mm. And we collaborate and work together on so many different Literally, things. Literally, yeah. So it's so fun to be able to do that. Yeah. And I know, I'm not even it. wearing Dumabai right now. I'm always wearing Dumabai. I know, like, she's always saying. <laughs> she dresses me for everything. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, I'm thinking if she could be like a, a guest, um, was it, what do they call it sometimes? It's like co-host. Co-host. <laughs> when I'm having some important topics yeah. about stuff, she'll come in and... Mm -hmm. okay, Bedazzle. Yeah. <laughs> Bedazzle. Yeah, so we've got a piece from the um, Paint the Lily collection, which is embellished with Swarovski crystals and it's tweed. Yeah, yeah. always showcasing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're an incredible actress and I'm not just saying it because I'm your sister. <laughs> I love it. And she has some incredible um, projects that are out right now so please tell us about your amazing projects how you, everything about your acting career and what exciting stuff you have coming up um yes so um right now the show slave market that um is out on mbc you can binge watch it was released in january of this year so it was a lovely fresh project yeah um and <laughs> all nine episodes have aired now so you can sign on to NBC and watch it it's um a great story about slavery um and of course African slavery is the most um common um noted so um I play a character called Fatuma who's uh in the village with her family having a good time and slave traders come and take us across the country um and sell us into slavery so it's quite sad yeah. <laughs> um but it was so exciting to film um definitely a role I've never had to play before. Mm -hmm. So that was really, really cool. Um, and one of the best things that I always like to share with people. Um, so when I was like 
15. I was obsessed, <laughs> obsessed with Egypt. I would come back from school and go on that the little house computer that you have in the corner. Yeah. And I would be like, just looking at pictures of Cairo and Sharmel Sheikh. And I was like, mom, Remember. dad, we have to go on a two week trip to Egypt, one week in Cairo and the second week in Sharmel Sheikh. And I was like, let's do this, let's do this. And you know, my parents were just like, oh, Egypt. And I'm like, it's, it looks amazing. Yeah. And I never, I never went to Egypt. Even when I was an, I, I turned into an adult and started traveling. For some reason, I don't know why. Yeah. I maybe I forgot about my obsession when I was fifteen. <laughs> but I remember in September 2022, um, I was. I don't forget we were obsessed with the mummy film. Oh, exactly. <laughs> the mummy's like, like it's what, one of yeah. my like best films. <laughs> So like everything about Egypt was like, we must go, like fight the mummies, see the pyramid, and then go relax (laughs) in Sharm El Sheikh. That was the dream. And so in September, like early September, um, I remember getting an email from my manager and it was like, oh, you have, you know, there's an opportunity for um, a TV show uh, with NBC. And, you know, you Google NBC and you see like, you know, they're from Dubai. And so mm-hmm. you're just like, oh my God, I'm going to be filming in Dubai. Yeah. That's exciting. I love Dubai. I go to Dubai yeah, all the yeah. time. Um, but when I actually landed the role and was told that the project was filming in Egypt, it was like, well, like, ah! like, like she jumped on the yeah, trip so fast. <laughs> she was like, I'm like, coming. Like, I want to check it out. Yeah. I see Egypt. It was fun. It, it was, was really fun. fun. And it was just like filming in Cairo. Like September like to January, and you're like, I'm gonna be Cairo, like, <laughs> I'm gonna see the pyramids. Um, yeah, so that was just absolutely amazing. Not only was the set and everything just incredible, but like, yeah, those days of filming when we went to the Nile, oh. went to the pyramids, the pyramids. saw swings, oh we best. took so many pictures. <laughs> um, and then there was even a section where you know, she was gone for this, but we filmed by the Red Sea. And it was just like dipping your toes in the Red Sea. It was like just so epic. Um, so yeah, so that project is out right now. Mm-hmm. And I've got some other projects we're working on. We're going to keep it on the low. Um, so yeah, and then you can also check out Pride and Prejudice Cut, uh-huh. a movie that I did. It's on Amazon Prime and Apple TV. So yeah. It's amazing. Like <laughs> slave market. Oh my God. I'm gonna we're gonna put the um links in the description. It must watch. Same with Pride and Prejudice Cut. It's available on Amazon Prime and uh, Apple TV. Yeah. And Apple US, TV. Yeah. So we're gonna put that. Go check it out. It, they're so good. <laughs> Great productions. Um and also music. Yes. Um, like I mentioned, um her song is what is the theme of Slipping with Sickle Cell. And we're going to create a special one for Slipping with Sickle Cell. Yes. <laughs> um, so tell me a bit more about that. Tell us about that. And- yeah, yeah. So uh, that's one of the projects I'm working on. I'm currently working on my EP uh, planning. So I released Raw, which is my debut single. Absolutely love it. Um and yeah, working on the EP at the moment. Uh, planning on dropping a song in May. So Ooh, very soon. And planning on releasing the EP in September. So yes. God willing. Yeah. It's you know, it's a lot of work where um working with a great producer who actually oh, worked on Raw. So really good. 
Um, yeah, so we're really excited. So, you know, things are coming, Ooh. coming soon. <laughs> and I think what's so incredible about this, just hearing you talk about it and seeing that we've shared a lot of our, like, our great moments together yeah. as well. Like, being like our number one supporters and fans yeah. and just knowing like, even though like I was only in Egypt for two weeks, it was so fun to come and see the set and yeah. the trailer. And then like when you recorded in the studio and like she's always at like my fashion shows and, and everything. And it's just, I love that. It's like having such a great support system for yeah. life that, you know, like even when we're in different countries and stuff, just like that communication and that, yeah. passion, that support system that pushes you to, do it and continue in it. I know, I love it. It's yeah, so good. Same. <laughs> okay, so you recently found out that you have sickle cell trait. Yeah. So, which is crazy because I think for years we thought like you and, so we have a brother called Peter. He'll be on this podcast soon, hopefully, if I drag him. Um, <laughs> Kicking and, and screaming. Yeah. <laughs> and he, um, so for years, for the whole life, I basically thought that they... Um, didn't have the trait so they just didn't have anything because I think it's a one in four chances and some of um the people like if your parents are both AS then two of the children can be AA which is like they're not a carrier and they don't have the sickle cell so that's what, what we always thought and then like recently you found out you mm. had the trait which was like what yeah it was <laughs> like dun feel. dun dun no I'm just kidding <laughs> um you know I, I feel like I'm such a like I'm like really chill. Yeah. So I was kind of just like, oh, oh, crap. Um, <laughs> no, I think it was just like, because I think we were supposed to like check. Yeah, I thought you guys did. But even... it didn't happen. Yeah. And the doctor would like call my mom. Oh, well, they told me to call my mom, sorry. And um, she was just like, no, she doesn't have it. And you're just yeah. like, how do you know? Like, are you a doctor? <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, um, it was, I think it, it, in a weird way, a lot of things made sense a little yeah. bit. Like I've suffered from anemia yeah, like for a long time. Like I've got a lot of energy. Like if someone was like, let's go work out, yeah. I, I would go do it right now. And then be like, <laughs> afterwards, um, but yeah, I, I had anemia when I was a kid in secondary school. Um, I found out that I was anemic. So, um, you know, I was so confused because when the doctor described anemia, she was just like, you know, you can just fall asleep when you <laughs> in the middle of a conversation, which yeah. I was like, didn't really happen to me, but she did write me, um, a, a doctor's note, um, you know, to um to let the teachers know. Yeah. Um, so it was really good. So I got away with sleeping in um, <laughs> in class, <laughs> just handed them the note like <laughs> So she uh, got some of the benefits. I got some of the benefits. <laughs> like you can you can just leave just her. Sleeping. She's she's anemic. Um yeah, but other than that, um because I don't really know like does trait do you have like the conditions no. or no yeah so there's not really there's no symptoms you don't really have the crisis I think the main thing is just about um marriage is that something a worry like in terms of finding someone and they have the trait and then you could possibly have a child yeah with sickle cell if that I don't even think she's even thought of that <laughs> <laughs> she's like oh I never thought of that yeah is that a concern or is it just um I mean 
yeah, I mean, you don't really want, you, you know, nobody really wants their child to, you know, have to go to hospital or have any pain. But yeah, I don't think it's something that I thought about. Um, Until now. <laughs> <laughs> those first date basis. Hi, what's your name? Do you have straight? Like, honestly, I have to. Well, if they're, yeah, if they're from a certain race or background, yeah. I literally. Or the black people. Yeah, <laughs> and then some Mediterraneans as yeah. well. So I literally have to, if I go on a date, not, not on the day, not on the first. <laughs> it's the first so, date. Yeah, Do you have, have traits? <laughs> they're like, what? Yeah, what's that? But I think yeah. it's that, I think for me, it's that fear of falling in love with someone and then finding out, oh my God. Yeah, like, so we have to ask have. on the first date. <laughs> Get it out of the way. Rip the band-aid off. Like, yeah. yeah, and then just be like, listen to the Slivering with Sickle Cell podcast first yeah. episode. You'll find out what. Yeah, um, and then go get checked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> so she doesn't have any concerns. <laughs> <laughs> More of the story. <laughs> Don't get us started because yeah. we laugh and like, no, love not her. finish the show. <laughs> there is a lack of visibility and knowledge of sickle cell um and and how can we change this what are your um definitely i feel like it's because it's a black thing i'm just gonna be blunt she's not she's not sugarcoating nothing Mm, i'm gonna be blunt you know this is a, a disability that affects just black people and a few mediterranean so you know, it's not something that is knowledgeable or popular because it doesn't affect mm. other that races. Part. So I think that's what Gideon's treasure and, and making the short film Living with Sickle Cell is because, mm-hmm. you know, you get to a point when if just the black people know about Sickle Cell, that's not really going to work. You know, yeah. we're not the only race on the planet. So, yeah, that's that's my take of it. So as black people mm-hmm. that know about it. There's even black people that don't know about it. We have yeah. to educate people to understand this yeah. um, disability and have knowledge of it because yeah, it's it may just be the black people, but it does affect people. Yeah, and definitely, and I also feel like within the black community, maybe we're not shared. Well, okay, so there's a lot of awareness and there's a lot of people who are trying to put it out there, I've seen, but I've, what I've noticed is that a lot of the sickle cell foundations and stuff that I've seen are people that just have sickle cell and then everyone else who doesn't, doesn't really talk about it, doesn't mm. really share it, doesn't really know anything really about it. So I don't know if in within the black community we're even speaking about it enough because we, um, I talked about this with um, another warrior and we were kind of saying that there's so many celebrities who can actually use their platform and their yeah. voice to talk about it. And it's just so weird, like, that it's one of the conditions that it's so unknown because it affects quite a lot of people around yeah. the world. And it's it's very shocking, but we're hoping that we can use our platforms in the fashion and the mm. um, entertainment industry to really spread yeah. awareness and, um, yeah, get people talking about it. Yeah. So that's so important. Um, yeah, so what are your future goals? This will be the last question. And we always <laughs> like to tell people, like, ask people, like, what are your future goals for life, for everything? 
Uh, my future goals are out of this world, huge, imaginatory, just very exciting. Yeah. I, I like to do exciting things. You know, that's why I picked the entertainment industry yeah, to work okay. in. Um, yeah, just making movies, writing movies, filming movies, being at the movies, anything to do with movies, yeah. um, music. Mm-hmm. All aspects of the entertainment, working, travel, life, marriage, yeah. kids, yeah. you know, um, I have big dreams and I'm very ambitious, so I'm making them happen. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are, girl. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. And I just love that um, kind of just ambitious inspiring energy and it's yeah. just so good to be around that <laughs> and that's really one of the goals of Gideon's Treasure with our creative workshops and everything um we're gonna have creative workshops in fashion in art maybe some acting writing yeah I've met a lot of people with sickle soul who love to write yeah so I'm like that's also a really great creative outlet and I think you yeah, can definitely. also um, vouch for that yeah. in terms of like um, yeah, so many people who use writing as a medium. So we're looking to do a lot of stuff like that. And um, yeah, it's great. Thank you so much for joining. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it was fun. Um, mm. It's been absolutely incredible. Um, and please follow. So tell us, tell us all your social platforms, yes. your website, everything, so we can go take a look. And it'll also be in the description. But uh, yes, so the website is officialjustina.com that has every link to every show, every music, um, uh, performances, press, uh, the info. Instagram is at official Justina. Twitter is at official Justina. And the Facebook is facebook.com slash official Justina. Um, yeah, everything is official. Nah, okay. she's official. Um, yeah, so go check me out. Go follow me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Snoop. No. Oh my god! I, I have a very in- entertaining Instagram. I know you, you get the best happened. of both. You know, you get some work content, you get some life content, you get some travel content. Yeah, <laughs> and it's all fabulous. All There's no that. basic here. Yeah. We're glam. We're sliving, <laughs> slaying and living your best life. Exactly, sister, sister. Hey. Actually, wait. I should let the singer do that. Sister, sister. (laughs) Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Yay. Please make sure to subscribe to the Slivering with Sickle Cell podcast. And feel free, if you want to be a guest, if you want to write a note, to contact me on barbara at gideonstreasure.org.uk. Details will be in the description. Thank you so much. Love you. God bless. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I hope you will continue this journey with me. We will be discussing a lot of different topics, important topics, and we'll have some incredible guest speakers joining to share their experiences. Please subscribe and like our Instagram pages, atelier underscore Zimbabwe and Gideon's underscore treasure. Feel free to leave a comment, ask a question. And if you would like to be a guest, speaker and show your story please send me an email 
details in the episode description. Love you and God bless. Mwah.